Okay, we want to welcome you to this week's Mission Somerset podcast, and we're actually coming live to you from Wells Cathedral. Mm. So we're talking a bit quietly, um, and we hope you can hear us. Um, Jan, do you want to kick us off in prayer? Yeah. Um, so we, we're sort of snug in this cloister um, in um, the middle of December, next to a, a nice uh, radiator. And um, yeah, we're just like gathering our thoughts uh, to what we want to really share. As we've been chatting about today in, in the cafe in here in Wells in in the town. And uh, Lord, I just thank you that um, for you the power of prayer, Lord. And I, I thank you for this uh, opportunity to um, just uh, um, share, uh, spread the seed of of encouragement and. Um, uh, to bring like some words of thoughts, ideas, um, to to the people listening, and uh, yeah, I pray you just bless that and put your your hand of favour upon all that we say, and pray you guide us uh, as we just think about um, what we want to say and share. So yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you, Jan. So you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. So we've had the general election. And all the thoughts and feelings that that has provoked in a lot of us. Here in Somerset, we've also had an earthquake, which a lot of us literally felt shaking our house. And, Mm. you know, my feeling has been, I don't know about you, Jan, that like never before we need to search for what is the wisdom from the Holy Spirit? Like, Mm. what is God trying to do? Or not trying to do, what is God doing and saying in these times? Because... Clearly, you know, we can't trust in... There's a Bible verse, isn't there? It says, kings trust in their chariots and their horses, but we trust in God. Mm. And, um, you know, I think someone somewhere needs to to call out to the church, God's people, and say, we need to seek God here. Mm. We can't get sort of tied up in political arguments and all these details and all these things. We really need to know what is God saying and doing because... That's what we should be saying and doing, shouldn't we? Mm. Not saying our own thoughts or our own opinions or what's best for us or, mm. you know. Um, so when we were thinking this morning about some ideas to share on this podcast, Jan was sharing some thoughts he had from Ezra. So, Jan, do you want to kick us off with, with yeah. what God was saying to you? Yeah, because the, the story of um, the um, Ebuchadnezzar... Um, d- took the Israelites out of their own, out of Jerusalem, out of their own land, and took them as prisoners and slaves to, uh, to Babylon. And then 70 years later, which was the, the time due of uh, how they'd missed their Sabbaths by worshipping other gods, they'd, um, they needed to be punished for 70 years in another land. Uh, and then King Cyrus... Um, uh, appeared and released uh, the Israelites um, to go back to Jerusalem, and and they they started building the temple because the, te- the temple had been demolished, and there were people there that remembered the temple from before, and it says that they that the people fr- that uh, had remembered the temple wailed and cried, and the ones that had knew nothing about the previous temple just cried out in joy. Uh, and it's this 
Um, and it's as we move forward, going from 2019 to 2020, and it's there's a, a sort of balance of those two numbers, there's a sort of symmetry, and to go from that uh, skewish um, vision to going to 2020 vision, uh, and what we need to do is ultimately um, advance God's kingdom, um, and to lay that foundation lay those foundation stones um, in, in, our, in all that we do in our ministry to advance the kingdom and whether we like a new believer or believer for a while that we need to uh, as, as those Israelites laid those uh, foundational stones and it says that they, they were priests and they were laymen uh, all sorts of people it didn't matter who they were they all got involved and got them rolled their sleeves up to build uh, the, this new temple and 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 it's laying those bricks, and it's being a doer of the word, and laying that that ministry, and reaching out to people, uh, to just sharing our testimonies, whether it's you know in the supermarkets and in, in cafes, wherever we uh, you know see and meet people, and uh, and to share something about what God's done in our lives. Um, and and by doing that, we we laying laying the foundation stones to uh, that temple because we we are like the um, God's living temple, and we are living stones of His temple. And and as we seek to do that, uh, we we actually become more intimate with Jesus and intimate with His speaking into us to prompt us to guide us on that journey. And and the more He reveals to us His Word as we read it. So it's that intimacy, that closeness, about uh, with um, just stepping out uh, and not being afraid uh, to share what we believe in a world that is is increasingly um, uh, tries to gag us uh, in, in um, talking about uh, our faith in, in Jesus and Christianity. Um, everything else seems to be acceptable, whatever it is, the, in the New Age mindfulness, um, you know, in this secular world. Um, it, it's, it pushes all morality, the Christian morality of what this country's built on. And, it, and every decade it's eroding that, those, those ethic, ethical ideas um, that's come from, from uh, God, really. So um, yeah, that, that's the sort of um, picture I had this morning mm. about reading Ezra. Um, Sounds good, yeah. And I, mm. I think it might be good to just um, dwell on what God might be saying through that story of Ezra. So since we started talking about it, we've been reading it and thinking about it more, and, and three things stand out to me. Mm. And I think it would be good to sort of unpack that a bit as we approach a new year. Um, you know, I, I personally feel there's something interesting that next year is 2020. And we know that phrase, to have 2020 vision, is meaning that you see clearly. So a lot of conversations I seem to be having with people is all around, what what is God calling you to do? Not what do others expect you to do, or what would you like to do, or all these things. But what, deep down, is God calling you to do? What is your vision? And... um what was interesting in really what we're talking about is the first three chapters of Ezra. Um, at the start of the book, um, just a simple phrase that says, God put it into the king's heart and the people's heart to, to start the work again. 
And, um, you know, in everything that we're doing here in Somerset and further afield, we're looking to where, where are the people that God has put something in their heart? You know, we're not trying to get people to do things or trying to create um, hype or kind of a false sense of purpose or getting people to do what we think. We're searching for people who have faith and faith starts in someone's heart deep down and only God can work that in their lives. So what's interesting is that you see a group of people um, who are compelled and start to work together because of God. It's not a human work. You know, no one came to them and said, you should start doing this. It says the Lord put it into their hearts and they started working together. Um, and that's really what Mission Somerset is about. You know, we're wanting to build not a, a cathedral made of stones, okay, that might have been relevant in a bygone era, but a cathedral made of living stones who have something in their hearts from God that want to work together towards a common vision to see the gospel known amongst every person in Somerset. So my question would be to, to ourselves, Jan, me and you, and to others on the team here and anyone listening is, what has the Lord put in your heart to start building? And that's a very different question from talking about what we don't want to do or how we've been hurt in the past or all of the problems that we see around us because all of those things are always going to be there. But God is wanting us to do the thing he's put in our heart. He wants us to, to be the solution to some of the problems we see around us. So as we come to the end of this year, this will be our last podcast of the year. That's the first question I want to ask. What has the Lord put in your heart to do? And who are the others around you that also share that, that same passion and vision? Because God is wanting in 2020 to build He's wanting to build his living temple where he lives amongst his people. Um, anything to add to that, Ian? Yeah, um, yeah uh, as, as you can tell with the sounds that are going on, I think there's a, a rehearsal uh, um, happening, so you can hear that in the background. And any other noises is like of the vergers moving stuff around um, for some preparation. So I hope you can hear us, and maybe those sounds in the background are just uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, thought, I was thinking of how we needed a musical, um, something musical to accompany our podcast, actually, so that maybe we should uh, work on this. Yeah, I've got a joke for you, Damien. Ben. Uh, sorry. Carry <laughs> 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 on. I'm very tired today. Um, yeah, uh, why doesn't Jesus wear glasses? Don't know. Because he's got 2020. All right. And, and just... <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm very tired. <laughs> but in relation to um, next year, um, and uh, yeah, because uh, and it's, it's this um, is a painting I saw years ago, and it was of mother of uh, mother and child, and uh, and as the child needs to be fed from the mother from her breast the mother will automatically feel that she needs to feed the child. And it's a picture of heaven, in a way, when we reach out, we receive. And when we we sort of walk towards um, and honour and obey God and uh, in in our walk in our lives, the the more we do that, the more intimate we become with with God, with his plans. And, you know, if God's got it um, in his hands, 
um, then we we have this um, we know that he's in control and, and and just for an example this morning we um, we came into the wells one of the car parks in town and it was it was chock a block there was no uh, parking at all and there were people queuing uh, to try and get uh, places and I just prayed that we'd find a parking place because we needed to get uh, to a cafe by 10 we'd arranged to meet somebody and um who was also called Ben, um, and uh, and I prayed, and, and we, we saw this woman walk towards us, uh, and we thought maybe she's going to pick up her car, and she sort of pointed in behind us where we needed to go, and we drove around the back, and, and she was getting into a car, which was exactly the same car as we were driving, the same colour, so there's beautiful symmetry in that, uh, as well as the, Ben's name, and then we were going to meet somebody called Ben. And then as we walked into the town centre, we met somebody we saw last week, a, a lady called Fen, and we met her again, probably about the similar sort of time we met the, in a different town in Glastonbury the uh, previous week. And, and she's somebody that is into um, synchronicity and... and a spiritual thing that from a probably from a new age sort of pick and mix idea and and, I, and we feel that like Jesus is pursuing her mm. and we confirmed that today um, by the things we were saying and she knew that it was probably a similar time a week uh, prior and here we were again chatting on the street and um, so uh, yeah I don't know if that uh, I, and so I think you know Jesus has, is in control. Jesus has 2020 vision, mm. and he's got 2020. So I, think, so I think what you're sharing, Jan, is how you are... Um, we're together, but I, you know, I've been encouraging you. You're stepping more into what God is calling you to do, you know, aren't you? And travelling mm. to different towns, you, you seem to be getting more and more bolder, and you seem to be at the right place at the right time, mm. doing the right things, even more and more and more. Yeah. So... And, that's yeah. encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, and um, sometimes in two places at once. And just to share this story, I was um, uh, driving to see my twin sons, um, and uh, there's a theme of duality here, um, and uh, to London. So I was on the uh, A303, and I thought, well, I'll do cut some time. I'll pop into a place called Andover and do some street preaching there. So I, I got there and uh, did some street preaching and um, I, did, I and then went to a pub and had some coffee and then came out and did some more. And uh, this uh, uh, chap came up to me, he was about 70 years old and he, he was obviously a believer. And, uh, and, and he said, oh, it's really good what you're doing um, and uh, sharing the word and uh, a message. And I said to him, what was God encouraging you to do? And he said, to use my voice, my singing voice publicly. And I said, well, let me pray for you. So we just, uh, I prayed for him. And I said, I think you need to sing now. And, and that's what he did. And we, uh, he sang this song and I knew the chorus line. So I joined in and we did a, a, a sang Christmas song as well. And, you know, people walking by and watching us. And anyway, I... I continued on my journey. Had a weekend seeing my twin sons, and um, and it's not an angel singing. That's that is a human. Um, uh, maybe an angel. We don't know. Probably not see anybody when we come out. Anyway, we and um, on the way back uh, on the M M three, I um, the M three. I uh, pulled over to 
a, a, the Fleet services. There's a town called Fleet, and there's some services on the outside. And uh, as I approach the building, it's, it's called Welcome Break, where there's a food hall and things. Uh, I thought uh, maybe I should um, do some preaching inside, so I did, and and uh, just shared my my testimony and encouraged people to, if they wanted healing, to come forward, or they need wanted to know anything about Jesus, to ask me. And, and as I was sort of afterwards, I was, I was sort of walking um, away from the spot I'd spoken. This is this girl, about twenty year old, um, and she was wearing a sort of. Uh, Starbucks uniform. She obviously worked at Starbucks, and she was having a lunch. She was on a lunch break, and she invited me over. And she said, um, "So, what have you been talking about? What's that about?" And I, yeah, and, um, and she, and I said, "Oh, it's about uh, uh, Jesus and about how he's, you know, changed my life and things like that." And she said, "Oh, can I film you talking about it?" And she actually filmed me to put on her Facebook, um, just giving my my testimony. And um, and then she said. Um, I work in Starbucks on the other side of the car park. Do you want to do some preaching there? And I thought, wow, I've never been invited to do this. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll see you over there. And so I, I sort of, I did that. I, I'm, about ten minutes later, I was in um, Starbucks and chatted to her briefly across the counter. I had to bought some coffee, and I there wasn't many people in there, but I did. I, I just shared my testimony and asked people if wanted any know about Jesus, about any healing. And um, and then so um, and nothing much happened um, from that. And uh, but um, on the way back home on the a, on the A three hundred three, there was an, an uh, I wanted to pull over for a coffee. This was about two hours later, and uh, I decided to um, preach in the, again in this in the Starbucks. And and a lady put her hand up and said, said "Amen," and um, so it was just really encouraging. And I'd never, I'd, the second time I'd um, uh, shared my testimony, preached in a cafe, in a small in, enclosed area rather than an open public space, which I'm, I'm familiar with, I've been doing for the last sort of year or so. And um, so that was really good. And she was, she was a, a, a Christian and, um, and so we just, uh, you know, shared, shared what our, our experience of, of our faith and things. So that that was that was really interesting. So yeah, I, I can't remember why I launched off on that. Um, well, yeah. I think if if I can butt in, yeah, I think one of the things that we were talking about this morning was about having boldness to proclaim the gospel. So Jan is, in in my eyes, increasing in boldness in preaching everywhere. You know, not just once a week when you feel like it. But in cafes, in service stations, on the streets, and we were we were talking a lot about growing in boldness. And right while we were having that conversation this morning, um, another friend that I've known for a long time, we've not spoke recently, he sent me a link to a new YouTube channel that he'd set up, and the YouTube channel is called Let the Lion Speak, and it's him basically reading and proclaiming scripture on YouTube. Hmm. So I so I replied to the message and said. When did you set this up? He said, right now, this minute. So we've had two situations where two of my friends are basically sharing that God is calling them to, to speak the word of God boldly. So it was very inspiring. And, and we actually, me and Jan, talked about a lot of stories over the last 10 years where, where we've been in situations where we've spoke the word of God boldly. Often it's caused um, 
a divisive reaction. Either people love it or they hate it. Even in the cafe this morning, Jan um, felt that he should stand up and um, preach to the people in the cafe. And um, one guy was shouting at him to shut up and arguing with him. And uh, it was encouraging because we could see that what Jan was doing was having a spiritual impact in the people in that cafe and also the town. So I think the point is that God may be calling you, as you're listening now, to boldly proclaim the word of God mm. even more in 2020. You know, that as you're following God's call on your life, um, you don't need permission from anybody. You don't need permission from your church leaders or anybody to obey Jesus. You need to respond to the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you know, what you hear me whispering in your ears, shout from the rooftops. So we want to pray right now that if, if that's you, that you will have renewed boldness to preach the gospel boldly through media, face-to-face, house-to-house, in public meeting places and on the streets. Because if people don't hear the gospel, how can they have faith? And if they don't have faith, how can they be saved? Mm. And if they can't be saved, we know where they're going to go for eternity. Mm. So somebody somewhere has to have the balls to stand up and say, I'm going to do something about this and have courage. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, so as I was um, this morning uh, talking to Ben about what, uh, how I'd been being at this uh, uh, service station, um, uh, Ben started talking about how um, yeah, I want you to tell them that story about you went to this town and you were going to stay somewhere, mm. but they they said that you weren't allowed, to, you couldn't stay there. And then yeah. you went to do a social club, and then Trevor, that story about Trevor as well. Oh. Tell us yeah, I mean, three had, different things. We've there. had lots of situations. Um, you know, I've learned a lot. It's not like I magically woke up and started doing these things. I have, you know, a friend in Nottingham who really encouraged me and showed me how to be bold. Um, and to preach the gospel and so for me I've sought to to pass that on to those I'm discipling so um, one one guy Trevor who's now with Jesus straight from the word go when he came to know Jesus I took him out with me to show him that it's normal to be bold and courageous so you know I remember one situation where we were out in um, a town in Nottingham and Trevor had um a whiteboard around his neck and we'd written on the whiteboard free healing and we were going around talking to people going into some pretty um, rough hostile pubs and preaching the gospel and having fun and laying hands on people and healing people and um, Trevor decided to go into Weatherspoons okay and um, he was basically run out of Weatherspoons by a gang of men saying that they were going to they were going to kill him and um, it, it shook up Trevor quite a lot, but he'd done it because God had led him to do it. And it was, a, it was a very sobering example to the rest of us on the team. Another situation was I was with a friend and we were in Scotland. And um, a lot of interesting things had been happening, which basically meant that we had nowhere to stay. So we were basically traveling from town to town, praying and asking God, what should we do? And instead of, um, you know, licking our wounds and, and kind of feeling down on ourselves, we, we thought the disciples in the Bible would have prayed and they would have, they would have stirred up even more boldness amongst themselves. So we entered a town after praying on a hill and um, 
I think most people that call themselves Christians would have looked at us and thought we were mental. Um, and I really mean that because we were full of so much boldness and fire. And we, we literally swept through the town, preaching the gospel, healing the sick. You know, one occasion I went into a social, it, was like, it looked like a social club and I went in and it was an indoor bowling green and I just walked into the middle of the bowling green and started preaching. And I had men swearing at me and telling me to get out and people were listening. And uh, the result of going in that town is we were actually welcomed into a party in a flat with young people. And, um, you know, on that trip, it felt like we'd been in some ways rejected from our own, from some other Christians. And uh, we'd been welcomed in by the normal folk, the sinners, just like Jesus was. So, you know, these are just a few examples of how Jesus might be calling us to greater boldness and courage next year. Mm. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention from the book of Ezra um, that stood out to me after me and Jan were talking about it this morning was that it says that even before they started rebuilding and laying the foundation, they built the altar. Mm. So they, they were sacrificing to, to God even before they started doing anything. So there was a rhythm of the daily sacrifices the weekly sacrifices, the things that God had asked them to do um, so that they, they could be right with him before they even laid any foundation. And um, some of us are going to be fasting and praying at the start of 2020 because before we do anything, we have to, we have to sacrifice. We have to sacrifice our own will, mm. our own desires, our own ideas, um, our own selfishness, our own ambition. That has to be sacrificed before we can build anything. And it just struck me that, you know, sadly, when I look at a lot of church life and Christian things today, it's almost like the sacrifice comes after we've done everything else. Mm. It's like we build this great thing and then we think, right, now we'll sacrifice. And actually, um, life with God is the opposite. Before we build anything, we need to lay everything on the altar before God. And then he will build what he wants to mm. in a far more fruitful way than we ever could. Mm. So that was the second thing. Yeah. And then the third thing, and I think this is a word for us as a nation, the United Kingdom as well. In Ezra, I think it's chapter three, Jan mentioned it already that, you know, when they started to rebuild the foundation, you had two groups of people. You had some people who were so overjoyed because they were doing what God had put into their hearts and they were rebuilding and they were moving forward. And then you had a whole other group of people who, who were deeply upset um, and heartbroken because, from what I can understand, the new temple was not like the old one. And it was different. And um, I believe that God is, God is saying to, to me, to us as a team, and to our nation, that um, we're at a time like that. And it says in Ezra 3 that there was this mixture of joyful noises and sad noises and it was this mixture of this sound and it was really loud and everybody heard it. And when I look at our country at the moment, when I look through my social media feeds, when I talk to some of my friends, people either seem to be full of joy and purpose about the future or people seem to be completely dejected and upset. And I want to suggests that God is saying we need to move on okay we need to move on from the past we need to move on um, from what things have been like you know we're sat in a cathedral 
which is a lovely building. Um, but we need to move on. We need to lay foundations for something new. We need to build new living cathedrals made up of living stones of people that are coming to faith. Um, so I just felt I wanted to encourage, that in, particularly in that third aspect, that we need to move on about all our differences and what we think, what we're passionate about, for the sake of building something new. And that's what God is wanting to do. He's bigger than any political party or this denomination. God is the living God who wants to build his kingdom in our lives and through our lives. And in 2020, we want to encourage you, if you're listening now, to put aside your differences, let go of maybe hurts or negative things that have happened in your past, and to give it a go again. Okay, pick up, pick up your, your spade again and, and start working again. Um, don't be defined by your past, but be defined and compelled by God and his vision of what he wants to do in your life. Mm. Yeah, well, I just had a, another uh, a picture I, I had earlier on, and the Holy Spirit's reminded me of it. Is it's a it's like a long wall, and on this wall there is a a, a frame, a picture frame, and the the picture frame almost moves down this wall as I walk around down this hallway, and it follows me. This this picture frame, and in, in the picture frame are just crowds of people, people of this earth, and it's a picture of here on earth and as it moves along what you see sort of spitting out the back of one end on on the left side uh, actually coming outside the frame are people on fire and they're falling into a fire into like a hell like an abyss and because of the way this 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 frame this structure that is in the world is designed it's the programming it's the conditioning the, where uh, it uh, negates God, it actually uh, makes people believe there is no life beyond this realm, and that we just have to keep uh, just believing in that there is nothing beyond and nothing, and we don't even need to prepare for some anything beyond, because it's just the the the, the earth, the ground, and the worms and darkness. It's like the lights going out and you've gone to sleep, you know. And that's a, that is a fair point of belief and faith. Because people say, "Oh, we don't have any faith." Well, that is a a, a position of faith when you, you don't know what is around the corner and you believe in it. And that's what they're doing, is believing there is nothing there. And we know clearly the Bible says, there is, if you're not in with Jesus, you're going to go to hell. And, it, it, and on the other side of the picture, on the right side of the picture, as it moves along, there is these like, spirits of light, and it's the believers. And they, they're ascending to heaven. And when we need to, our time here, is, is to, in, to scupper the plans of the enemy. We must know the plans of the enemy uh, and to create a system, a method that we can uh, leave. Uh, just as um, in, in Ezra, there was the, the, the builders, they, they knew, they, they had the memory of what it was. They remember the picture in their minds before they were taken off to Babylon and they wanted to... Uh, um, create that foundations of a a system of worshipping God and that's what we need to do is is to create a a, 
a lifestyle of uh, obedience and a, create a system and to sh share that with other people so when you go in, as a spirit of light to, to heaven into eternity that you leave something that other people can uh, follow and replicate uh, that image of God uh, uh, that ministry of God so there'll be more people uh, uh, ascending to heaven in a spirit of light rather than being chucked out the back on fire going to uh, um, eternity in abyss uh, and so that's why that's what's really important that we need to snatch people out of the fire you know before they, they leap off the outside that frame uh, into that abyss before it's too late so yeah Ben go on no, let's um, say I think that's a really sobering picture Jan especially at the moment at Christmas time mm. you know we have an opportunity to preach the gospel with great boldness at this time of year mm. and uh, I think it would be good as we bring this podcast to an end to pray mm. and um, you know we, we're going to pray that that God through the power of the Holy Spirit will give you great boldness mm. to preach the gospel yes, to those yes. around you mm. you know Jesus said that the disciples would be his witnesses in Jerusalem Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth so may you be filled with the Holy Spirit right now to be mm. witnesses to the resurrected Jesus mm. in your Jerusalem, in your mm. Judea and Samarias and, and to the ends of the earth. Mm. And we want to remind you that Jesus said, just as the Father sent me, just as God sent Jesus as a baby into the world to save the world mm. and to do the Father's work, Jesus said, we have been sent by Jesus in exactly the same way. Mm. Not diluted, not in a different way, in exactly the same way. So we want to exhort and encourage you that mm. you have been sent by Jesus, not by human authority, by Jesus himself, mm. the living God. All authority in heaven and on earth was given to Jesus and he is commanding us to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize people and to teach them to obey everything that Jesus wants to say to them. Mm. So we want to pray in 2020 that you would have that clarity of vision that you would have courage to clear all of the stuff off your table and to focus on doing Jesus' work. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just like to pray that as you're listening uh, to us, um, and you might be doing the washing up, you might be um, looking at your child, you might be looking through a, um, a window, um, you, you might be just... Um, waiting for a bus and whatever you're doing I'm just uh, in the space that you're at I'm speaking to you right now we're both speaking to you and pray we pray that your heart would open up and you'd allow the Holy Spirit to come in and guide you um, this this uh, in 2020 and so yeah you could be um, pray that you in his strength not in your strength but in his strength that he would give you that boldness and I pray that you would uh, want that uh, desire it and, and have eyes of expectation uh, for that to happen that you could be more uh, be a more effective witness um, for um, God's kingdom uh, to reign in your life more and to, to the people around you and may you take more ground in the, the days and months and years to come in Jesus name Amen so we want to wish you all a, 
a happy Christmas mm. and a blessed new year. And we pray that you have good time with friends and family and those that you're working with. And uh, we look forward to reconnecting with you all in um, 2020, mm. the year of crystal clear vision. Yeah. Amen.